Hey boo, and welcome back to my official podcast, Her Infinite Sparkle, where I give out sound advice and help to God as well as inspire young women like myself through my own personal experience. Yes, boo, I went through it so you wouldn't have to. So for today's podcast topic, I'm sure we've all heard the famous TLC song, What About Your Friends? So what about your friends? As we get into this topic, I do want to first pay honor to 25-year-old Shanquilla Robson, who was murdered in Mexico. Okay, so to start the podcast topic off, I do want to say that I will be doing this podcast episode with my sister. Hi, this is Ariel. Okay, so as we get into the topic, I do want to first raise the topic by asking, what are friends or what do you consider friends to be? Well, I consider a friend to be honest and speaks from the heart with good intentions. They tell you what you need to hear in a way that you can hear it rather than what you want to hear. I feel like a quality friend is trustworthy. Not only are your secrets safe with them, but so are your vulnerability, your fear, and your weirdness. Okay. Um... So, yeah, I can agree. I think that a friend is someone who's honest with you and someone that you can trust. Um, But I also feel like you can trust them in your face as well as behind your back. Um, I do feel like when it comes to friends, um, they're very considerate. Like, I don't feel like, to go back to the Shaquita Robson story, like, I don't feel like friends will put you in uncomfortable situations. Right. You know what I'm saying? If she was down there with her best friend, it's no reason that your best friend allowed anything like that to go on. You know what I'm saying? If that's your best friend, someone I'm sure you have grown a relationship with over time to even be considered a best friend. I'm just like, if that was my best friend, it's no way it would have gotten to that level. Yeah, that's true, and I feel like that's because in this day and age, best friend is being used too loosely. Mm. Like, everyone is not a best friend. In her situation, if that was me and my best friend is there, it wouldn't have all happened that way. Why am I the only one on the recording? Right. Where is my best friend watching them record or is she recording? Like, were you in with this or what's going on? Like, I can only imagine, like, what's going through her head those last few minutes of her life. Yeah, I think that, like you said, today's time, best friend is being used way too loosely. I feel like you have more frenemies than you have friends. And this even goes back to me a couple years ago. I can remember someone just flat out telling me that they befriended me just to, I guess, be around me. And, like, it got so weird to the point where this girl would literally, like, look at my Snapchat and do some of the similar things that I would do or try to have the same type of lifestyle in me. I had to block her because it got weird. Like, girl, you look at everything that I do. After you already told me, you befriended me. So you just trying to be around. And that's what I feel like a lot of times stuff like that is now. People just want to be around you for what you got or what they think you got. Yes. That it's clout. It's all of that. People are so freaking weird nowadays. And I feel like people honestly, I don't even feel like 
people know how to be a friend or they had never had a perfect example of what a friend should be. And I feel like a lot of times that is what it is. Yeah, that's true. Because honestly, like the beginning of part of my 20s, my late teens, like there were people that I considered or I felt like were my friend. And at that point, like I wasn't, you know, looking for those red flags because, you know, we didn't have no examples, Mm -hmm. like no big sister, big brother showing us, okay, well, these are the qualities. Like basically we learned this on our own. So we had to go through trial and error. But being that I'm in my late 20s, heading into my 30s, the trial is done. (laughs) Like, I feel like over my 20s, because I'm six months ahead of you, I feel like over my 20s, I have lost so many so-called friends. I feel like friendship means so much to me because I know how I'm going to step behind my friends. So if you're not stepping, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't have to be in competition with your friend, but if I say I got your back, I got your back, and I'm going to expect the same in return. If if we're not both moving on the same type of time, bro, I don't need to be around you. And, like, I feel like over these past few years, especially the past two years of my life, I have outgrown so many so-called friends and all of this and that. And I had a friend just recently, last year or so, we were just having a conversation. I'm thinking, you my friend. Like, if you're my friend, we should be able to have those conversations. You know what I'm saying? Um, So we were speaking about dating. And I was like, well, first, I feel like when it comes to dating, you have to lead with confidence. Oh, why they go left field? I was told that I wasn't all that da 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 I left that friendship right there in that car. I apologize because that's not how I meant it. But do you think I seen that apology? Oh, no. <laughs> Weird. Like, those are the type of people I feel like be in secret competition and secretly jealous of you. Or they're they're trying to get what you have and they're just not there yet. And they feel like you've noticed it. Like you've noticed a weak point in them. And it may not be a weak point to you from your perspective, but from their perspective, they probably, in actuality, yeah, I would have apologized as well because I don't know where their mental state is when it comes to confidence. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are insecure about certain things. But on the outside looking in, I would have never known that. That's why I said I felt like we could have those types of conversations. Because this is someone I was like, dang, I looked up to you. So for you to turn around and say some, something like that to me, it's like, well, where did this energy come from? Yeah, like you looked up to her, so you had more confidence in her than she had in herself. And that's crazy to me. That's wild. And that's why I say a lot of times you be around people who are just befriending you for what they think that you have. Because whole time, you probably just wanted to be around me for something that I didn't even know. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's not even for monetary reasons why people want to be around you. Like, sometimes people... I know I gravitate to people with good energy. Mm -hmm. So, like, those ones that don't have that energy. You know how you have those people that be on your ear or in your ear about, oh, you shouldn't hang with this person because of this. Like, I don't take no one else's word about someone else because I want to experience that person for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, this person is horrible. And I've never even sat down and had a conversation with this A lot person. of times, that also be what it is with people. They base your character off of what they heard someone else say. And, girl, you don't know me from a can of paint, just like they don't know me. Because one thing about me, 
And I feel like another thing about a lot of people, we only show you so much. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You really have to get to know us or be around for us to even warm up or open up to allow you to see certain parts of our character. So from the outside looking in, of course you're going to say or think of me what someone else told you because you don't know me. Correct. Correct. I mean, especially with, I guess, my forefront, like most times people think, oh, she's mean, oh, she's nonchalant. Like I'm really the coolest, most down-to-earth person, but I'm not just going to insert myself in certain situations because honestly, I'm going to sit back. If there's a room full of people that I do not know or I'm not comfortable with being around these people because I haven't been around them, I'm going to evaluate the room. I'm going to evaluate how you're interacting with people, what you're doing, what you're saying, because if you're always negative or you're always putting off these bad energies or you're the root of every problem that happens in every room, then you're not the person that I want to be around. Because, like, I have a daughter, and that's one of the reasons why over the last few years things have changed for me because my perspective on things have changed. Like, after I had my daughter, I had a friend that I felt like this was going to be my ride or die until we die. Like, I thought that we were like two peas in a pod. Like, we were inseparable. But the thing is, is after she had her baby a few months before I did. And after I had my baby, it was like the little comments that she would make trying to compare me as a mother and her as a mother and my situation to her situation. And it just got to the point where it wasn't even... It was material things that Uh she was trying to compare, like how much I did for my child and how much she felt it was a waste because she didn't do that for her child. Or my baby skin color was darkening a little bit and her baby skin color is still the same. Like once it got to that point, I was like, there's there's too much competition in this. And I was just about to say, um, a lot of times why women cannot get along is because we're always in competition with each other. And I can't for the life understand why we are in competition with each other when everyone else is already pitting us against each other. Right. And then to go back to something you said earlier when you were like, um, when you're in a room of people you observe. I'm definitely that type of person and people think I'm just stuck up, quiet, don't want to be bothered, but no, I need to know what's going on around me. (laughs) Like, no, I'm not going to open my mouth because one thing that I have learned, especially a lesson that I've learned getting older is how you talk to people is a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to be a type of person who could say something and I think I said it perfectly, nothing was wrong, but Someone else will take it the wrong way. So I had to learn how to have and carry those conversations in a different way. So if I'm in a room with different people with different personalities, you might say something, but I'm going to take it to heart. The whole time you just joking, you just playing. So that's why I need to observe how you talk to other people before I just take something that you said wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know you. This is this could be someone else's friend. You could have just brought me in the room. But let me listen to how your friend talks to you to know that, okay, this is just how she talks or she doesn't mean harm by it. You know what I'm saying? Because people walk into rooms and they're already uncomfortable walking into the room. And then you got someone over here and they're just having that type of personality and you don't know how to take it. And now that's a conflict. And that's another reason why people say you can't mix friends. Yes. 
I'm a true believer in you have certain friends for certain occasions. Like, all of your friends are not going to mix together. Like, you have those friends that are going to be the ones that be like, hey, let's go here, let's go here, let's go out, let's go step here. But you have those friends that are conservative that you can sit at home, you guys can listen to music, you guys can have a glass of wine, y'all can have deep conversations about life. But you have those other friends that you've gone out with, they're they're not going to be okay with like just sitting in the house and talking about life because they may not be at that point and they life at the moment. They're really, like there's different stages to life and there's different stages to friendships because of course everyone had that party time. My party time was a little earlier than what I, you know, wanted it to be, but I learned a lot faster when it came to what life really has to offer. Mm -hmm. So those friends that you can sit around and talk about advancement with, like, let's talk about that. Like those people that, there are people or friends that you can have where you talk about things that you're planning to do to advance. Some friends, they're going to consider, oh, she's boasting, she's mm-hmm. bragging. But other friends, they're going to be like, okay, well, yeah, this is what we can do to try to help you get here or plan with you to get there. But that friend that you are, that feels like you're boasting or you're bragging, they're not that type of friend yet. They haven't made it to that stage in life, if they even make it. Mm-hmm. So... You have to weed out which friends you're able to release your goals and ambitions, which friends you're able to just go step out and go do this, which friends you're able to sit down and just have a good time at home, and which ones that has other things in mind. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I've also learned that lesson over the past year or so. I I keep saying the past year or so because I feel like that's the time in my life where I had the most growth, not only um, mentally, but just... Everything around me has changed in those two years. So I have been in rooms where I feel like I was the smartest. And then I have been in rooms where I feel like I had something to learn. You know what I'm saying? And I love, it's nothing like being in a room where you can learn something new. Because if I'm the smartest in that room, I don't want to be in that room. room. I, I feel cluttered. I feel like... I can't breathe in that room because there's no room for me to be me freely because you're going to feel some type of way about how I carry myself. And now you got an attitude and I'm just being me. You know what I'm saying? You feel like I'm a know-it-all. Yeah. I don't like being in rooms like that. I feel like when it comes to friends now at my age of 27, if I can't learn nothing from you, if we're not having those deep conversations that are no longer surface level I don't want to be in that room. I have nothing to gain, nothing to learn. And I can't be stagnant because you still stuck in childish years doing childish things. And that goes for friendships, relationships, and family at this point. Because if we're not growing together, then what are we doing? Like complacency and stagnant, being stagnant is not something that I plan on doing moving forward. So, I have no problem with saying, hey, we aren't compatible, whether that is a friendship or a relationship, because you can't be grinding me down with knowledge, getting knowledge, getting knowledge, and I'm rubbing you and nothing is happening. Yep, pouring into empty cups. Yeah, like, I'm not yeah, getting nothing in empty cups. Like, what am I'm draining myself, and I'm not getting refilled at the end. Like, we have to be able to scratch each other's back. Yes. I, and I can say, like, 
it's so true what they say when you're younger, like your friends won't be your friends, you know, because like I've just lost so many quote unquote friends and it's for reasons like that. Like I can't constantly be pouring into you. Like I have, it's so many thank yous and so many just topics I feel like people will never discuss about my character before they call me mean. Because I've given it all. Like, I've given you things that I've learned. I've, you know, helped people get jobs. I help people get homes. And, you know, you know, just pour into you the knowledge that I have to make your life easier. And I haven't received nothing in return. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, is with those people that you divide or that you move away from or stop hanging around or stop befriending those people most times they're act oh just like a relationship like your family be like oh we're such and such even though y'all no longer together like people that hang around that person they're gonna ask oh when the last time you talked to so-and-so or when the last time you've been with so-and-so and now they have to come up with something negative about you to give a reason why you're not around even if it was nothing negative on your part they have to make themselves feel like a bigger and better person mm-hmm. Because they've already lost that one friend. So if they tell them the truth, oh, I wasn't a true friend and I this and I that, then they are at risk of losing another. Yeah, and then also I feel like sometimes people are just, I don't want to say, well, I'm going to say people aren't as good as friends as you are to them. Yes. Like, and I feel like that all goes back to people not knowing how to be friends. And it comes from, I feel like it comes from, like, the way you were raised. Sometimes people aren't raised in, like, loving homes or backgrounds, so they don't know how to be. But I'm saying, like, as you get older, it's up to you to make better decisions. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, I feel like I say um, pledging and becoming a part of sorority definitely taught me how to be a better sister because like even when we were little yeah we had time and years to spend together as children but what we were separated in elementary so growing up I had a baby sister but you know she has um disabilities so I wasn't able to have those type of conversations or that bond that I would have liked to have with her so for a long time I didn't know how to be a sister but I learned you know what I'm saying? It's different experiences in life that shape you and make you a better person. So by the age of 27, 26, if you don't know how to be a friend, it's you don't want to learn how to be a friend. Correct. And with us being separated, like I was the baby out of four girls with one boy. So like my sisters, they had their own thing going and I honestly felt like the black sheep. So I didn't have that sisterly bond that I wanted to have. So I would turn to my friends for that or people that I consider quote unquote my friends. And that's when I was going through a time where I felt like everybody was my friend. Oh, you're my friend. You're my friend. Mm -hmm. You're my friend. And then as I got older, I started to realize that these people were never my friends. Mm -hmm. But I really didn't know any better because I didn't have 
that good sisterly bond or that good motherly bond where I was able to be told or talked to about, oh, well, this person did this and I'm not comfortable with that. Like at that point, like I was just rolling with it. Like, hey, that's my friend. I'll get over it, blah, blah, blah. But if I had someone in my corner that would have been like, no, sis, we can't dig that then I would have been able to be like, okay, well, yeah, this is not a friend. So it took me a lot longer to be able to distinguish the characters, the characteristics that a friend actually has. But once I realized that, once I was like 20, 21, I was like, you know what? That's not a friend. And it took that one experience where this girl, when I say, I swear, like, I feel like this was my best friend for life. Like, we was like... Two peas, and I constantly say that because we was inseparable, and it became a part where I was offered a job opportunity that she wasn't offered. We both worked at the same location, but it was out of state, and it was like double the pay. And at that time, I was like 20, 21. She was like 22, 23, or whatever. And after I told her about the opportunity, I haven't even said that I had accepted the opportunity yet. But after I told her about the opportunity and I was thinking about moving, like, everything changed. Like, we were even roommates at that time. And when I say, like, it went from, oh, we were hanging out, we were talking, we was cooking dinner, that type of thing, up until no contact at all. And everything became devious. Like, the heat would get turned up to 90 in the middle of the night, things like that. And it became non-existent up until I was like, well, I can't, I can't deal with this. I accepted the the position and I moved and on my way to the new state that I was living I received these long text messages on how I wasn't a friend and how I took a position that she didn't get offered and how I just left her behind like you should be proud of me for the advancements and the improvements that I've made in my life where you should be like, okay, well, you know, we'll come visit each other, blah, blah, blah. You get there, you get comfortable. I would have, I've never been that person that <coughs> rolls up the food chain and didn't bring somebody along. Right. So I would have been that person be like, okay, well, she going to get there. She going to get settled. And eventually I'll be there too. But I think that has a lot to do with mindset. And again, it goes back to how you was raised. Because who's to say that she didn't previously have abandonment issues and that's what that was. But that also goes with maturity because if she hasn't dealt with those issues yet, she can't acknowledge that, hey, this is what this is really about. Correct. She left. Because I can honestly say with us being separated and me lose, us losing our dad at such a young age, and then to have a biological father who basically wasn't in my life and to have a perfect example of what a father should be come in and still taken from me. I have had abandonment issues. So I've, I have this one line sister, love her to pieces. But when she moved to another state, I took that to heart. I was like, you left me. Da-da-da-da. But I had to learn in that moment. It's about the abandonment issue that I had. In all actuality, I had that same experience. But when I was younger, with me, like, even with anybody in my life, like, if I felt like you were moving funny, even if you meant no harm about anything, like, if I didn't hear from you in a week or two, like, I feel like, oh, like, they acting funny. Mm -hmm. So, with me, when I was going through those major abandonment issues, in my brain to 
I guess get through all of it I would tell myself well hey I'm gonna move on before you move on so Mm -hmm. I'm not the one that's abandoned I've done that too (laughs) I've also been that type of person and not just even in friendships but um, my relationships, like, I will dead cut you off. I can love you to death, and I will cut you off before you think you're finna cut me off. Because you're not finna abandon me. Who? <laughs> oh, no, you got to go first. <laughs> right. No, so, yeah, a lot of that goes back into that conversation as well. But I just feel like in today's time, it's so much more that we have to learn about what a friend is and actually being a friend. Because, like I said, it's no way... It should have gotten to the point of everybody in the room recording this young lady while she's naked and being beaded upon. Like, that's just... And if you're my friend, why aren't you in the video trying to help me or trying to break it up? Like, I feel like if you... Like, because the friend is making all of these posts Mm -hmm. on social media. If you're there... And you see this is going on and you decide not to help me. You're an op too. Mm-hmm. You're you're not really my friend either. If you're just sitting back watching, then you're not my friend. Yeah. And um, I feel like on one hand, I'm glad that it was recorded for evidence to present to her family because they needed it. But on one hand, I'm like, everything doesn't need to be recorded. Everything doesn't need to be displayed on the internet. I feel like when we're doing things like that, we need to realize and just take under consideration how this is going to make the family feel. You got my daughter on here, undressed on the internet, recording her while she's being tortured and beat it upon. That's unacceptable behavior yeah. from your friends because they're the ones who have the videos. So whoever they sent it to and not even just sent, but somehow it got out. So... Y'all never had any respect for my daughter at this point. And which makes me wonder, like, it goes back to the mix and friends. I wonder if all of those were even her friends or was this just a mixture of friends? Because I'm not going nowhere where it's people I don't know just off the count of me just knowing one person in the room. Oh, no, this is not what's going to happen. So I've declined in trips. I've declined so many things based off of not want to be in situations like that. And I think that people should understand those perspectives as well. You don't put your friends in uncomfortable situations. Yeah, even with the recording, like most of my most memorable moments, they're not on any type of recording. They're embedded into my brain. Like if you're really enjoying the time that you are having, then who's thinking about taking their phone out to record I feel like I'm not a club person so I'm not that friend that's gonna that somebody can call on and be like hey let's go out to this club or let's go out to this club because honestly I don't listen to rap music so I'm gonna just stand there and just be taking pictures and recording myself because I'm not in the moment Mm -hmm. and I'm that's not my environment so basically If you have to record literally everything that you're doing, the full time that you're doing it, are you really enjoying life? Mm -hmm. Like, you're really not enjoying it. And that's just from my perspective. Like, I I don't have everything recorded. I mean, I agree. 
Because, like, when I go out sometimes, I might take a video at the first beginning or at the last of it. But that time that I'm spending there, I'm not going to have out no recordings, recording anything like that. I mean, I have to record things now because I do YouTube. Shout out to my YouTube page, okay? At Latia Green. Anywho's, yes, so, yeah, I have to record things now. But as far as enjoying the moment, I definitely think that the moment is what's lost sometimes. So, yeah, I agree with you. Everything doesn't need to be recorded. And if you are recording everything, you're not enjoying it. That's true. Okay, so that is all for this week's podcast topic. Um, I'm going to continue a story time. Uh, Girls Night In on my YouTube page. So, if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel. It is L-A space T-E apostrophe A space G-R-E-E-N Latia Green. And go ahead and subscribe so that you are subscribed when I post it. Girls Night In story time about an experience that I had with some so-called friends in college. Um, but like I said, that is all for this week's podcast topic. If you want to hear more, make sure you tune in each Sunday at 1111 for more of Her Infinite Sparkle. Also, make sure you email me at herinfinitesparkle at gmail.com for personal one-on-one advice, as well as many things you would like to hear on the podcast. And remember, we were all born to sparkle. What's your sparkle?